0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Comic Bureau Field Report. The Comic Bureau Field Report, of course, is a member of the Believe podcast family. That's B-L-E-A-B. Not the mispronounced version of Believe. I mean, is there an accent that would say Believe Believe? I don't know, maybe somewhere in the East Coast. All right, I uh th- that'll be enough. Jabbing at my podcast network it gives me ads sometimes. Um, and on to this week's fantastic guest, uh a a, a pillar in producing New York comedy. Uh, I'm very uh, welcome, uh, very happy to welcome Makala Kenezevich.
0: Hello.
1: Hello, <laughs> hi Jake. <laughs> how is it going how's it how's new york comedy on this this side of the pandemic that's what i like to say
0: it is booming it's like almost too much It there's yeah. like more than there was before everyone mm. wants a new weekly show everybody. <laughs> oh really yeah there's So many shows there's so many like it's it's
1: overwhelming honestly (laughs) well I'm glad that you say that that makes me feel less alone and trying to uh dive in and cover New York comedy Um, yeah I mean there's
0: definitely a lot going on here
1: yep you froze sorry was a little bit oh okay you're back okay no it's all right No, there's so, so much. I mean, generally I can just, even perusing on Eventbrite, if you just type in comedy in like LA versus New York, there's at least double the shows.
0: I mean, it's just so many things. I mean, every bar has a show, every like art studio, every, every random venue wants a show. It's, it's nuts. I guess people just want to laugh right now.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. But also I feel like New York has just kind of been like that for a while, where venues, or bars, and stuff are more amenable to shows. Where I feel like in Los Angeles, so many bars can just be bars. And like they don't want What's like the fun a show. in that. I I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. But some people are just, I mean, about the vibe and they want like a natural wine selection and like <laughs> oh, our t- our...
0: <laughs> I don't miss you <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah wait when was the last time you were in LA
0: um it's been a couple years now I think mm-hmm. maybe like two years ago
1: mm-hmm.
0: I went there for I think for a while and out mm-hmm. I, I did a casting for a while and out out there right,
1: right. And how um, is that? <laughs> I mean, how is that? Just lived I was there for
0: one. I was there for one day, so I went to my spots. I went to like where I eat, where I get my nails done, where I get my massages, and then I was out. Right, right, got it. I just stayed overnight, did all my things in the morning, and then left.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Checked
0: in at the comedy store.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's still going strong. Um, yeah. even with their they. I, as with more and more venues, um, they are a vaccination only venue now.
0: Well, New York today officially is vaccination only for doing anything inside.
1: Right. So you can't go to a restaurant
0: or a bar or anything unless you have your VAX card. Although, like, how are the they going to VACS- enforce that? They're not so hard to duplicate.
1: (laughs) No, they're not. They're not.
0: (laughs) It's a piece of paper. I don't know why we didn't think this through.
1: Right. I mean, so, I mean, that's been a point of contention uh, in uh, like case-to-case spaces where some people think it's safety theater and then we shouldn't do anything or like we shouldn't check vaccination cards. Um, But then I wonder, well, it's like, well, you shouldn't do nothing but
0: well i was wondering who's paying for that extra job now like that's a whole job right is someone to sit up there and check vaccination cards i mean yeah if you have a door guy but not every bar has a door guy not every venue has a door guy
1: not no and in fact i could say there's uh... a. <laughs> shout out Kate Banford. She's like an indie comedy producer out here. And like, she'll, if she can't find a person to do it, she'll just do it herself. That's too much. I know it's too much. But then,
0: no, that's exerting too much energy. I mean, you've got to run the show.
1: You got to run the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I know.
0: What? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so, I mean, how is that like they're easy to fake, but are, you know, I know there are venues that have been vaccination only, a vaccination card only for a while, but like, how are they yeah, going to force that across the board?
0: I mean, who knows I, what, what, what will happen is probably just how it happened before, where they hired all these people to just come in through all our venues to make sure we're all six feet apart
1: right. and
0: doing the whole, all of the, weird makeshift rules that changed every single day. I remember at one point comedy was illegal. So
1: <laughs> I had a
0: live band for my shows, but singing was not illegal. So having live music was okay, but actual standup comedy was not okay. So everyone, um, when the when the uh, people showed up, they just right. decided to uh, start. It was Matt Richards that was performing at the time. And obviously he loves to sing. So he just took over and started singing about the cops showing up.
1: Uh, that's funny. That reminds me, I mean, my early days in comedy, I actually started out in like Long Beach. There was like an open mic every night, but slowly but surely they each venue, at least the ones that I did, they like banned comedy at their open mics and people try to get around it by doing the same thing where they just, well, no, I'll just sing a song. I mean, it's a funny song, but I'll like sing a song. And uh, only a couple people would get away with that. Yeah. You got to be good at it. Yeah, you got to be good at it. But that is Sing- ridiculous. Oh, go, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I mean, just like singing comedy is such a it's it could be so bad.
1: It could be musical big. comedy could be it so terrible. Be very, very, very bad. Uh, that I don't, in L.A., we didn't have that discrepancy of like, oh, singing's legal, but stand up isn't. Well, I think
0: because in LA, you guys just weren't even doing anything in the first place. The thing about New York is nobody here can sit still. Right. So day one, when they told us things were shut down, we were like, okay, what are the loopholes? So <laughs> we found rooftops. Like everything was like, okay, we can have 10 people. So, uh, we, had, we had to have a certain amount of capacity. So it's like right. 25% capacity is, you know... In one venue of 100 people, that's only, you know, 20 people. But if you take it to a mansion, then you can have, you know, Mm -hmm. 60 people. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like we were just always trying to figure out a new loophole or safe way to be able to hang out and still see each other because the comedy community here is so bonded and Mm -hmm. codependent, I think. (laughs)
1: Codependent. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Definitely
0: codependent. Um, I know we were doing like zoom things and all like just to hang out with each other, like birthdays and stuff.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, like it's, it's kind of ironic because of the weather out here in LA we like, I mean, we have been doing outdoor stuff for a long, long time and yeah, everyone just kind of stopped and then um,
0: I saw no nothing happening over there.
1: Well, okay, there were like things that were probably not safe at all. You know, there were in problems, like a part,
0: yeah, in apartments, apartment.
1: like yeah, there was shit like that. that was hap- yeah, that was happening the whole time, and I wasn't going to tell people to do that. Um, but you know, I think it's it's hard it's hard to uh, hard to say. I mean, the space of Los Angeles physically, I mean, you know, in addition to people like quarantining, I just, I guess that like helps people sit still in contrast or like they're not as motivated. Yeah, we're
0: well also it's just such a slower pace. So it wasn't that much of a difference for LA versus in New York where you're so used to doing so much in a day and then like completely stopping is not really
1: right physically
0: possible it's just like all right we'll do two things this week (laughs) like it was it was really hard to not I mean I would see old people out in the park every day when in the moments when you were like really not supposed to be outside where they thought it was in the air like they were just like no we're not we're not staying in we have to do this we have to do our walks like we're not gonna
1: (laughs) oh yeah
0: and then I'd be like, we're doing this for you. Go inside.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that definitely didn't happen. I mean, people went on, on walks here. But again, we had like the space.
0: You had the space, like yeah. walking around. I mean, although it was a ghost town out here. Like you'd see people like a block away.
1: You're talking about like, like you a- a- April, May 2020?
0: Like the beginning of the shutdown. Yeah, March, a- March April, May.
1: Yeah. It was... Uh, it was I bet eerie all those like like post-apocalyptic movies where New York like has nobody in the streets
0: it was bizarre like you I took an uber through Times Square and there wasn't a single person out there like it was just ghost town everywhere yeah you wouldn't see anybody we were playing I remember one night we were playing soccer Uh uh-huh like third mm-hmm. avenue and 14th street which is like, like a very busy intersection normally
1: mm-hmm. but yeah. oh yeah you're But I, I, I honestly kind of
0: romantic
1: oh playing soccer at third and 14th
0: yeah it was just <laughs> like randomly one night we were able to just like play soccer in the middle of the street because there's just right. no cars like right. you wouldn't see anything
1: yeah that well yeah it's it's uh, it is in a way slightly nightmarish, but it's nice that you have that. And you can just use that. It was kind of
0: romantic. I'm not going to uh-huh. lie. It was like, it was like nice to wander around all day and just look at New York and what it is
1: architecturally
0: sure. and stuff. And
1: right. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say that like people can't sit still, but some people think I have mentioned that I'm like, Uh, a new yorker walking among angelinos because i i hate being inside and i i try to do at least like two or three things in a night at least it's kind of almost
0: impossible in la though it's too much everything's so far from each other everything like takes forever
1: i'm i'm pretty slick with getting around yeah 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 i i mean i know like i have like a floating map of la in my head
0: the nightmare of finding parking. I don't miss.
1: Yeah, there's that. Although I do like I'll I will take looking for parking over just like getting the wrong transfer and then having to like go back and uh this is like at 2 or 3 a.m. and try to like get back to the station that you're supposed to. So you uh, but you right
0: develop transfer. you develop that intuition though, you'll like you'll you'll realize in a heartbeat like at one point like you'll just start knowing when your stop is like you'll just look up instinctually because you just know the time right or like you know i don't know i mean that that does fuck you up sometimes but you also just kind of don't you get over that anger unless you're like it usually only happens like when you're running late already and then you just have to be like all right you've got to like let it up to the subway gods like i try not to look at the time when i'm on the subway for that reason Mm -hmm. because at that point once i'm on i'm stuck like there's no going faster
1: yeah yeah
0: so there's really no point in looking at the time and stressing out the entire time
1: yeah you get because there's
0: You're just, like, you're all, whatever it is, you left at the time that you left, and now you just left it up to the subway gods.
1: (laughs) Right, 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 right. And so, I mean, I guess that's a little bit easier to sort of surrender. Uh, But uh, LA
0: traffic, I would, I would want (laughs) to get out of my car and sit in front of it and, like, roll over, like, let the car roll over me, because it was so
1: bad. (laughs) Like,
0: this is... I would see my building for an hour and a half. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want that.
1: Right, right. That's where, I mean, so it, it could be a little harder to like give up in terms of like I left and I'm going to just get there when I get there. Um, because you have the illusion of like your, I mean, it's your car, you're driving it and you feel like you're, you have agency supposedly when you're in bumper to bumper traffic. But the truth is you don't. no
0: it's worse it's like you you can move the thing but you can't like it's that's even worse I'd rather (laughs) just like let go completely and be like none of this is my fault none of this is my (laughs) control but like the car I'm just like well maybe I go left and then I'll go left and be like oh no fucking garbage truck and then you're like Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: you just you always feel like you're making the wrong decision because there's decisions to be made
1: right right
0: no thank you Sorry, yeah. this has become an anti-LA podcast.
1: It's fine. It's okay. I, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> it gives me anxiety thinking about sitting in traffic.
1: Oh, my God. I Well, I, I do think podcasts have gotten a great boon from people sitting in traffic, especially in Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, so- that is
0: one thing to kill time with. But you can listen to them on the train.
1: Yeah, you can listen to them on the train as long as you download it before. I can also read a book. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be aware of driving yeah (laughs) yeah I mean I don't know if self-driving cars are ever really going to catch on something bothers me about that but uh well
0: I mean it has to decide between who's more valuable you or another person right it's going to do math to calculate your whether Uh you're going to live or die which is kind (laughs) of terrifying
1: is it gonna go through all your social media to see if you're? Yeah, really it's like I mean, I'm not saving. a
0: doctor. I'm. I. What's my clout like? Right. Is it? Is it your social? Yeah. Is it your following? Is it your influence?
1: According to the <laughs> according to this like very shitty algorithm, there you have a lot of problematic tweets.
0: <laughs> yeah, then you're dead. You're dead.
1: You're, absolutely you're dead. dead. Yeah. Um. So wait, how long have you been at in New York, Mikala?
0: Um, it'll be six years this year in uh, September.
1: Uh, how, how has that time been like, in like producing shows or like whatever you've done?
0: Amazing. I've done, I've been a New York gives you so much opportunity to do so many different things and mm-hmm. spin plates. Essentially. You can do so many things at the same time. Sure. So it's like, you're always juggling multiple things.
1: Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's uh it's exhilarating um it's been I've learned a lot and the comedy mm-hmm. community here is so like accepting and you know they there's a lot of little pockets of families oh yeah and uh, they're super supportive of each other so I really appreciate that about New York
1: yeah, that's a, well. I would say that I think a lot of them are supportive of each, of each other, but sometimes it feels like there's like a turf war.
0: I mean, always, but I I don't partake in any of that nonsense. Like I'm, right. I, I like to be like Switzerland as far as like <laughs> I I go to all the shows and I book all the kinds and types of comics. Right, right, right. But like you know, some. There is a little bit of uh, there are some pe- some people that like to you know partake in the whole turf war or the clubs, you know, having their own agendas and things like that. I'm like, I'll go wherever I want, whenever I want.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, as as you should, and that's why I mean, over the like almost eleven years I've ran the bureau. I mean. Uh, People were people still surprised? No, I mean I would go everywhere and for stand up sketch and improv and um I mean after a while people stop being surprised. But I'm like you know I yeah. I mean that's a choice. It's It's like if
0: if you if you don't vibe with a place and don't go, it's not a big deal. Right. But I don't think anybody's like oh you are you go to that show you shouldn't be at this show. That's not anything that exists. It's more of like you know people kind of making a point not to. to say they don't go to a show which is a whole nother weird weird new age like this Uh this generation kind of just wants to really put out what they don't believe in
1: oh (laughs) yeah that's their stance just like like,
0: like yeah it's like what just do what you like to do and show us that instead of worrying about letting us know everything you don't want to do (laughs) right
1: right oh i don't stand for this i'm not gonna go here i'm not gonna perform here
0: yeah you know how you just you just can just not go
1: (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to tell people you're not going you just don't go (laughs) right i wonder i mean like i feel like yeah what what saying that what does that do you know i mean unless you have a huge platform
0: it's like what people love to sh- say is their new, I- that's what they're using as like their identity. It's weird. Right. Maybe it makes you not fixate on what you're doing and it's easier to just kind of blame others.
1: Right. But I mean, I feel like the intention, the, oh, supposedly the intention of it is like that you, you're making a statement and that's supposed to like inspire change. But it's, I mean, it's not, right? like you, there were so many it's a tweet
0: it's a it's like it's come on
1: (laughs) the the volume of comedians and the comedy shows in new york it's just like okay so like one or maybe even 10 people will like okay we're not gonna play here um we'll have 10 other comics play here you know
0: yeah so what so don't don't play that club it's not a big deal (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely Well, I want to get into more New York comedy and specifically like what you're doing right now and coming up, but you want to get to some comedy news? Sure. Cool. Well, I think this first one- I did did
0: look up, I didn't, I did look at your thing and I was like, I don't know anything about any of these things,
1: but go ahead. Really, you don't know? Okay, so the first on the docket here. You
0: can you can tell me.
1: Okay, I mean, you've been in New York for six years. The New York Comedy Festival has just announced all its headliners.
0: Yeah, I haven't actually checked that out today. I had uh, a couple of things to do. Okay, morning.
1: it's okay. I mean, so what do you think? Who's on uh, the list? Uh, yeah, as I'm about to pull it up here. <laughs> um. The so the New York Comedy Festival is happening in uh November, and oh, why there it is? Okay, and here we are. Okay, so this is their first lineup announcement, and it's all the headliners, uh, which are as follows. Um, Verdas, Tim Dillon, Colin Quinn, Michelle Wolf, Norm MacDonald, Meg Stalter, Ronnie Chang, John Lovitz, Love It or Leave It, Smart, Funny and Aww. Black Live with Amanda Seals, Nick Kroll, A-Lock, who I didn't even know did comedy, but I guess they do comedy now. Who, who's A-Lock? A-Lock is a trans personality on social media. That's the best that I could describe. Huh. Um, and I guess they have pivoted to comedy and I'm saying they, cause I don't know which pronouns they use. So, so sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, yeah. Mark Maron, Brian Regan, Gary Goldman, um, Bill Maher, Michelle Buteau, Andrew Santino. Uh, that's w- what they have announced so far.
0: Those are all sound, they all sound great. That sounds like so much fun.
1: Yeah. I mean the New York comedy festival, it's like it far and away. It's like the biggest New York, like annual new york comedy event right
0: yeah i guess um yeah
1: because it's like a week long versus like i know that there are festivals throughout the year that are like a weekend
0: yeah like skink fest was for a weekend and there's like little there's tiny little festivals around like brooklyn comedy fest
1: but you yeah
0: they're mostly all just little weekend pockets but i feel like new york it's hard to do a festival here because there's so much going on
1: Right, that's always been like the hard thing about doing it like a comedy festival in LA. And we haven't had like a big routine one for a while. There used to be Riot LA that ran I think 3 or 4 years, probably 3 or 4 years ago. Um but yeah, there's just so much comedy out here that yeah, it's
0: always happening so it's like not it yeah. never feels that special
1: yeah. like you gotta I like. I guess
0: the headliners make it feel more special, but like the rest of the shows are already here. They're usually right.
1: here, right? So, is it kind of like whenever we've had festivals here, the people they try to put it on, they what they try to do is market it to people that never see comedy. Mm-hmm. And, um, is that what happens out there?
0: Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people, New York has a lot of comedy fans they do like there's a lot of people that go out to see stand-ups there's a lot mm-hmm. of people i mean producing shows it's wild to me because i i always wonder like if i would go to as many shows if i didn't work in comedy mm-hmm. like i think it's kind of bizarre to go to a stand-up show but it's right. not i mean i i do remember being a stand-up fan before right and i guess if i had access to the commu- like to the community and like had a cool show to go to every week i would go But there's so many people that just go to a show every single week where they're even just going for the show and not even for the lineup anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. That's definitely like the people that I know. Yeah, there's like that pocket of people in L.A. where I mean, there's definitely like hardcore podcast fans and they're like oh I, I'm here to see a specific person on this lineup mm-hmm. but then there are people who like that they, their are sort of regimen when it goes to watching shows they're like oh yeah yeah I just like hit up the comedy store in the laugh factory like whenever and they they don't really think about like you know they have different shows yeah different I mean
0: things. they'll just go to like the yeah there's the people that are going to like the clubs are more of like the weekend goers and like right. the the sporadic people but like there's people that are just like going to bar shows like the same one over and over and over again
1: right well they I, build
0: kind of like a little following in the community along with the shows here
1: right so what about like the clubs during the week who goes to that you know who goes to the cellar or the stand during the week
0: I mean, all the headliners work those uh, primarily, and no. then they'll fit up They'll fit in the bar shows and things around there. Are you no. mean like as far uh, as audience audiences? Wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, ter- New York is so many tourists, but also no. people go out during the week here. It's not like a big,
1: right. like
0: I only go out on the weekends kind of city. You know.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I definitely know that. That's why people think. Yeah, I, uh... I mean, I
0: weekend. Crowds are probably a little younger, more of like the weekend warriors, the finance people, things like that. But like right. regular people that work in a lot of different creative, even like fields, mm-hmm. whatever they right. normally are out on a Monday or Tuesday
1: or right. So when the New York Comedy Festival comes to town, what how does that change the landscape, if at all? Is just like oh, there's like just a little bit more shows, or is it yeah okay.
0: I mean, like I said, it's hard to make a big impact in New York because it's, you know, everything gets so spread out. Right. I feel like the festival does what it can. Um, But, you know, there's just more comedy here. There's more comedians here. There's more people to book. It's kind of more. It's definitely more exciting. I like to save my festival lineups to like later on so that I can, you know, kind of gauge like who snuck in last
1: minute and things like that. Oh, so meaning the shows that you book, you don't like finalize any lineup. I
0: wouldn't book that. Yeah, I wouldn't book that like far out at all, just because there's so much happening that I'd love to like, I love to leave things up to chance. Okay. And Usually like it, the show always gets blessed when I do that. Like there's right. always someone or something that makes, you know, the show pretty mm-hmm. like go magical.
1: Right. So. I, yeah, I think that's probably the 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 big plus for the festival is like not for audiences necessarily, but like you as a producer, because like festivals always bring like that sort of unknown, like great factor of, well, so-and-so is going to be in town when they're never in town.
0: Yeah. It's so fun. Like, oh, I get to see my friends.
1: Yeah. And they're, and they're absolutely game to do shows. Like that's why they're there.
0: Yeah. Everybody's there to like, really kind of hang out with each other and get the most out of New York, especially Mm -hmm. like, they don't really get to do as many spots as they would in like, you know, in LA they, they get maybe like three or four, like three a night. If they're like really good headliners. Sure. But here you can do like, I mean, I've some comics go crazy and do like 12 spots in a night. Like it's right. wild.
1: No, I can it's see. I Like, I like the that.
0: Mark Normans popping up every single show right (laughs) they'll say yes to everything and then make the booker stress out because you're like all right where are you all right you're you're on in three minutes and he's like i'm two minutes away and then he'll run up the stairs and he'll go straight on stage
1: yeah i definitely think that's a almost exclusively new york comedy experience like very i mean like you know people run late in la sure but it's not like so often that they're like I just parked my car and like they're then they walk up and their intro is happening
0: yeah that's just a regular thing here in New York because everybody's you know stacking up shows
1: right right but I I'm I'm curious because I know that there are more shows and stuff and there are more spots but not everybody gets to do like 13 spots right
0: no I mean you know there's it varies you know
1: You got to work your way
0: up. You got to work your way up. You've got to like build a lot of relationships. You also have to be open to shitty shows and make the best out of those. Right. Like not all those 13 spots are going to be great shows. You know, that some (laughs) of them are just like talking to one guy that's like half asleep in a corner. But at the end of the day, it's getting it out there and like working it out. That's more valuable than the actual quality of the show and that there's somewhat something to kind of learn from every single one
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely um yeah I guess one last thing about the New York Comedy Festival what's your favorite New York Comedy Festival experience you've had this far um
0: I I honestly don't know I the last I remember one festival I had like eight shows Uh that week and I was working with a different comedian and different, I think I was all, oh, I was working with uh, the New Faces Comedy Festival as well. So I had like a couple shows on the festival and then I was just interacting with so many different personalities that I ended up crying.
1: But (laughs) it wasn't. Tears of joy. It
0: it was like the last night um, Uh. I was doing a show with a comic and, Mm -hmm. you know, they they are like family and sometimes they're like bullies and like pick on me and it's out of love but mm-hmm. like I just like I just cracked under like the duress of like having to do so much uh-huh. usually festivals are like I mean they're fun but they're always a, a blur
1: oh, because yeah. you're just
0: doing so much and you're trying to get to every party and trying to get to every show and mm-hmm. and also putting on your own activities and right. I don't even remember most of them like <laughs> JF. Yeah. JFL is a blur to me I mean right. I definitely had some magical moments but like right. all of that stuff just becomes of like wait what which one especially because like also there's just so much always happening in New York that you're just like was that part of a festival or was that just a random Monday right. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah like did
0: Chappelle just feel like putting on a, a ball for no reason
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like, I, f- I feel that for sure I feel that for sure. I mean, that's... We get so spoiled here. Yeah. I mean, we get spoiled here, too. Um, And also, stuff does pop up out of nowhere. Like, Mulaney did a run at the Troubadour that I found out like, after he had started it. Because he kind of just, like, announced it, and then it was starting, like, maybe two days later. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he and, did one here at a City Winery.
1: Yeah. And... uh I mean, yeah, that happens. Rami's so big now that, Jesus, he, he like, announced a show at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which is pretty big. And, uh, like, that was just, like, I think the day before, and it, like, sold out.
0: Rami actually did... Um, one of my shows in the pandemic it was amazing on a rooftop (laughs) 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 on a random friend's rooftop he's so gay he just showed up and he was just like I'm in this is dope (laughs) there was a band
1: (laughs) (laughs) he would he would
0: I love Rami Rami's the best
1: oh yeah Rami's great he's definitely the type of person who would like he'd do his big show that's like I guess like in the near at the bell house or something and then like oh there's this rooftop show okay yeah 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: he's like that sounds like fun i'll do that
1: yeah um so next news item uh what we do in the shadows is renewed for season four that is one of my favorite comedies that is on television right now uh i think we were all blessed to have season three drop right as lockdown started and then uh to know that season four, or we had season two drop, I'm sorry, at the at the beginning of lockdown and season three is coming next month. And I'm glad to know that there's something to look forward to that's good in this world, the season four. Um, have you watched What We Do in the Shadows?
0: I have seen the first two
1: the first two episodes or the first two first
0: two seasons
1: two seasons yeah
0: yeah and then I think when the when it drops in pandemic I was going through a weird phase of the pandemic where I didn't want to watch anything comedy I just wanted mm-hmm. to watch documentaries and reality shows right and like people I guess people actually living <laughs> like I wanted to watch real people doing boring mundane things
1: right because you didn't um, have that
0: I didn't want to watch, I didn't want to watch fictional anything for some reason. I just wanted to watch like Housewives and Love Island and um, Below Deck. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. Wait, what, uh, what documentaries did you watch?
0: Um, Like any, any, any random thing that comes on Netflix. Like, I mean, I've watched random documentaries about bees,
1: mushrooms,
0: like just weird.
1: Right. Because I feel like there's a dangerous path. I mean, certainly roommate went down that sometimes of like watching documentaries during this time that it's just like, oh, this is like more triggering now. Well, there's also like, I'm I'm not into
0: there. I kind of sometimes like the crime ones, but not like, I'm not into like the morbid, like cult things and all that stuff. I like more nerdy stuff. Like I like to learn, learn about like money or i don't know something something i just don't know anything about
1: oh the, like a documentary food called, or called like between the folds which is all about origami
0: i have not watched that one but I it would. is fascinating Stuff like that well, yeah, yeah, yeah like just just weird things like that like more useless knowledge that my brain can even hold in i just you know hell, i i absorb yeah. it right. and then i forget it instantly but it makes me so happy to feel like i know it
1: yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's lodged somewhere deep down there you know yeah
0: then a random party you'll like you'll be able to pull out like a random fact about like you
1: know mushrooms connecting all the
0: trees <laughs>
1: i'm supposed to watch that one i'm supposed to What's it called again? <laughs> I don't even know. I think it's like, like the one, mushroom like, doc. I know. Yeah, the, like like,
0: fun, the secret life of fungi or something like that.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, or did you watch
0: the octopus one?
1: I'm supposed to watch that one too.
0: Oh my God. Um, what is it? My my octopus teacher? My octopus oh. teacher. Yeah. I've made everyone watch that. It's the best.
1: It's, so it's this guy who... Um, like just spends time with this octopus and like like learning how smart an octopus is.
0: I guess it's a guy going through like a midlife crisis and he just quits his like he's a documentary right. documentarian yeah uh, filmmaker and he just decides to like go into the ocean every day just mm-hmm. to see what happens. And Mm -hmm. as he's going into the ocean every single day, like where he grew up, he just, you know, snorkels. And he, it's, his capacity is like insane. Like he, it's really, really cold water. It's Mm -hmm. not easy. It's like very, very treacherous water. Mm -hmm. And he just like goes and he doesn't have a tank or anything. It's just like holding his breath Mm -hmm. and he'll go down for like, like for a really long time. And hey, and then all of a sudden he befriends an octopus. And, mm-hmm. like, he just starts observing it every single day through right. for, like, an entire year. Right. He goes every single day.
1: Wow. And so,
0: it, it's a guy go through a breakdown. I'm sure his wife was very confused, and they probably got into <laughs> a lot of fights about the octopus. He loved the
1: octopus more than me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and his kid was like, Dad, you never have come home anymore. And uh-huh. now his kid is a, a free diver, too. So, it's mm-hmm. just, like, But it's a beautiful doc. It's it's yeah.
1: Right. I'm not gonna ruin it for you. Why would I don't think you've ruined anything so far? And I mean, yeah, I'll I'll that's on the list of things to watch. I think one of the documentaries that I found fascinating that I watched uh during lockdown was um The Painter and the Thief.
0: What is that the guy that was like stealing all the painting? Wait, duplicate.
1: No, the um, there was this guy who stole this painting, I think in Sweden or something, and uh, he got caught and went to jail. But the painter of that painting was like, "I want to paint him." And the the documentary follows like her, like having this kind of weird.
0: Oh, that sounds cool. I'm watching that next.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a trip, and yeah, and everyone's like, like,
0: it's like in cold blood.
1: Yeah. And everyone around her is like, why, why are you doing
0: this?
1: (laughs) And she's like, I, he just, I, he needs to be my next subject.
0: I get that. I totally get that. Uh, That's something that impacted you. And now you like, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's I'd
0: be fascinated with someone who was fascinated enough by me to steal my work. I'd be like, what's what makes him. It's like a love affair.
1: I mean not to give anything away but yeah oh so, damn they fall in love i'm not gonna say anything else yeah i'm not gonna say I anything else i'm writing a book <laughs> uh next item of news uh Wyatt Snack. uh and this just broke uh maybe an hour before we recorded this podcast uh i mean gave me no
0: time to prepare <laughs> I'm
1: so sorry, I didn't give myself time to prepare. Weitzmanek inked an uh, overall deal with Warner Bros. Animation and Cartoon Network Studios to develop uh, projects that were, um, you know, can and maybe will go across all Warner Media platforms. Um, Wyatt has spent a lot of his like recent years in uh, doing puppet and animation stuff, uh, which I think has been really great. In addition to Like, um, you know, his a lot of, I think, socially minded, um, whether it's series or just posting or I mean, I feel like, you know, that's been his comedy for quite some time. And I unless I'm mistaken, he is the first person to release a recording of stand up post the 2016 election. Like he just I
0: don't know. Yeah, that's not a fact that
1: He recorded basically this like 15, maybe 20 minute set at night train. Um, and then just put it out like the like week after the election. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, which I think is like fascinating. But um, yeah, I think it's uh it's nice to see Wyatt doing
0: uh more stuff.
1: Good for Wyatt. good for for
0: everybody that's creating stuff
1: right i mean he got nominated for a grammy i think a couple years ago but you know the grammy for the best comedy album is usually a popularity contest
0: um i mean all of that stuff is uh pr motivated it's not necessarily
1: a real yeah if the general public knew how much money you have to even pay to like apply and have a legitimate chance
0: and you have to hire a publicist you have to hire like people th- people that are actually trained to get you those awards
1: yeah it's, it's all not
0: relationships
1: a... yeah it's, but not it's like, like
0: it's... who watches that stuff anymore yeah. anyway who...
1: yeah who does does anybody know i don't know anybody you
0: used to watch that stuff because that was the only time you got to see celebrities right it's when they came out to the awards show now you can pick up your phone and see them like brushing their teeth so it's yeah. like no one it's the, the red carpet's not that special anymore right it used to be like you couldn't see a celebrity out in public or anything mm-hmm. like that so everything was exciting but now
1: right. mm-hmm.
0: you literally just can you can see them all the time
1: yeah so well, yeah, how are award shows gonna survive? Like, I mean, who's truly- gonna I, It's it?
0: such an antiquated format. I'm, I'm surprised that it's just not an email at this point.
1: <laughs> right, or just like have it as a private dinner for everyone and then it can actually if be- If
0: it's really about merit, then yeah, yeah, it would be like a private, like, hey, like you've won this like
1: actual award, but it doesn't mean anything. Right. And I bet that if that happened, the ceremony itself for the people in attendance, it would be way better. Rather than like being this sort of performance for television mm-hmm. that also, I never get over this, the, the like the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys, all that technically can be up for and have gotten nominations for awards themselves, like the actual telecast. Oh,
0: that's bizarre. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Have they ever
1: won? Uh, sometimes, because it's like a very narrow field and they're like, well, they did the biggest thing, so they get it.
0: I didn't know that the producers so like the year that um SNL produced the like what or what that Michael Che and uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Colin Joe's hosted the Emmys they actually right. SNL actually produced the whole episode like I didn't yeah. know they did that like the host right. actually does like makes actual choices like mm-hmm. on the creative aspects of the show i thought it was just like a hired hose
1: right um
0: unless that was just like specifically what they came up with but i feel like they all do get to do all their own performances and things like that
1: i think yeah i think well if it's like che and jost i think that's just kind of like of course it's gonna be snl
0: And Lauren, you know. So like you know,
1: I'm sure Lauren
0: gets extra pull on things. And
1: you know, I mean, here's a hot take that I've definitely like said before. When is he just gonna step down? He's like done all the things never. But never there's there's, I know he's never he's never, but the thing is a
0: workaholic.
1: He's a workaholic
0: stops, he'll die. (laughs) Really? yeah he's like i like i've known so many people that know him that are just like he's healthy as a horse like he's just like he's not going anywhere anytime soon right he's still young he's still out he still Mm -hmm. goes to the snl after parties he's still you know he's got the like he's got a good life he's fine he's not going (laughs) he's not gonna stop
1: no he's not but and he's just getting more and more and more he i mean He runs
0: all of Late Night on NBC. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And he's, I mean, all of Late Night. That includes talk shows and SNL. Yeah. um, The breadth of movies that he's produced and all those sort of things. But I just think, you know, I, I, I would like to see SNL run by somebody who would kind of live in fear of trying to fill his shoes and then do something radically different with SNL.
0: Yeah, I mean, but SNL is his creation. It, so it is like, his creation,
1: yeah. It's true.
0: So why wouldn't, you know, if
1: you mm-hmm. want to watch
0: something different, watch a different show. Right. <laughs> no. That is. <laughs> I feel like he evolves as well as he can, and it's fine, but at the end of the day, it's his show, so why are we criticizing it?
1: <laughs> well, I have my in, own opinions in about my mind,
0: it. it. We don't, it doesn't owe us anything.
1: Uh-huh. It, feel, it feels like it does, though. It feels why? like why because he's been successful for so long. No, no, I'm not talking about Lauren. I feel like SNL, the show, the show.
0: I mean, the yeah, way... because it's been successful. It it owes you something.
1: No, I don't. I I personally don't think it owes us something. But the way that it is f- current, its current format makes it seem like it owes us something. Like they they feel obligated to do a take on like with during like all of trump like we gotta like what well
0: that was, and that was exhausting for everyone but that yeah. obviously you know there's people don't understand there's so many people making decisions behind the scenes of a tv oh, yeah. show it's not just the creator of the show that gets to choose and no. dictate what i mean there's advertisers and there's you know the network heads and In addition to so many things, it's a magazine. It's a TV is a magazine. It's yeah. It's made to sell you things.
1: Yeah. So it does have to cater. (laughs) In addition to the writers and the performers and all of who are like, I mean, they're there for very good reasons. They're like very very funny, and they're all jostling for what they want to do.
0: And I feel like they work really, really hard to like fight against, you know, everything they feel like they shouldn't do. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you can only expect so much. It's a TV show. Right, (laughs) right, right. (laughs)
1: Um, What, I mean, what TV do you, like, do you, I I guess, TV comedy do you champion these days? Like champion?
0: I mean, I just, I love my friends' shows. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pause on HBO is great. Mm-hmm. chase shows uh great mm-hmm. um i'm loving seeing all my friends like get their own things kevin iso with uh, the oh, mis- misdemeanors. misdemeanors
1: yeah
0: like it seems like throughout the pandemic um we were all you know working on a lot of different things and a lot of my friends are like you just killing it you know mm-hmm. people that were that could have you know, shut down and been like, I'm gonna not do anything. It's just like, they worked even harder and, you know, mm-hmm. created and wrote TV shows through right. an entire lockdown instead of just, you know. Uh,
1: who specifically did that? Who, who wrote, did their King Lear or whatever in lockdown? Because a lot of people I mean, took a break.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. All, all those three, we, I mean, oh. the sh- Michael Che's show was uh-huh. written in the middle of the pandemic where we had to do mm-hmm. Zoom meetings um same with Sam Jay's show that was written in the middle of the Mm -hmm. pandemic Iso show and we had to learn how to everybody had to learn how to shoot a show with all these rules and you know all of them were working hard and writing and selling and pitching and people in New York were getting creative even if they didn't sell something but like I've loved seeing, like, the creativity with people doing all these Zoom shows, like, you know, Sydney Washington doing can Cook every single week was so fun on a Sunday, and it's like, she should have been getting paid to do, like, she should have been getting, like, real money, because that was, like, true entertainment, and everybody was, like, really tuning in every week just to watch her cook with her friends.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, and then there was Z-Way. Z-Way, like, ruled IG. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's so many so many people were like really working like i think a lot i think the people that were headed in the right direction flourished while the people that were doing it for false pretenses kind of just faded off which is it's kind of good it's a little bit of a cleanse and Uh and that and it also made room for a lot of new comics you know Mm. there's a lot of people that just took took it upon themselves to create new shows in the city and yeah, um, I
1: I think that's happened kind of across the country where there was this sort of vacuum, right? Of live performance of live comedy, comedy in general, and people who were maybe just even a couple of years in just kind of stepped up to the plate.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it was a little bit of a reset. And then you had got to you got a chance to sit down and be like, is this really what I'm gonna do? Or am mm-hmm. I not been, or am I going back home, to go live with my parents? <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean I, I, what, what was the stat that i read like a quarter of the population in new york city moved out during the lockdown is that right i don't
0: even know i felt like everybody was at home with their parents i was uh-huh. <laughs> i was just screaming into a void like hello <laughs> um right i don't know uh, did, it fit, did
1: it feel like christmas time where everybody goes home and you're just like well we're orphaned here just the the few of us
0: Christmas time is actually fun. Uh it's never like it's empty, but it's like the locals, you know. Right, it's right. just it's the hardcore. Mm-hmm. It's a good the pandemic was like literally nobody. <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely a big difference.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
0: definitely uh, a big yeah. difference. But yeah. You know.
1: Right. I uh, I that I mean that was that's great to hear that so many people were working real hard and like I got I mean, you know, we're always trying to aim for a meritocracy in comedy. And sometimes we get there. Sometimes we don't. A lot of times we don't. Because there are, as you said, a lot of other forces at work, advertisers, networks. I mean, it's amazing that anything gets to any screen at all.
0: Amazing. I mean, and sometimes it's honestly pure luck. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, like, you right. got to let it go. You can't mm-hmm. You can't fixate on, like, Right, what you haven't gotten or what someone else is getting because right. it's all kind of mm-hmm. it is hard work but it takes a lot of luck too mm-hmm. and like positive thinking and seeing things as an opportunity instead of mm-hmm. a waste of time
1: yeah what are some of the new comics or shows that kind of popped up that you really like uh,
0: hate these loaded questions because it's oh, like so- then I'm, I'm
1: I'm just gonna I there's like my
0: list of comics is so great that like mm-hmm. I mean just see my shows um yeah, yeah. and you'll see but uh, like as far as like comics mm-hmm. comics that I'm working with or like Matt Richards um Petey Diablo mm-hmm. um I always love
1: oh yeah um, he's been I've I mean I haven't seen him play LA yet but he's always fun whenever I've gotten to see him pop up on something.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's probably one of the best hosts ever. Same with Matt. Matt's such an incredible host. It's annoying. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, there's like, there's comics like Omar Thompson, that's made it really big and like uptown, um, uh, like uptown Manhattan kind of right. Harlem, uh, Bronx kind of uh, vibe and, he's making his way into the commute into more of the mainstream population right and i don't know i just there's so so many comments who just caught past at the cellar that were really owed it for so long i in my opinion but you know it's so it's so nice to see like everybody kind of like getting more spots and finally like people looking at the younger comics again, instead of just sticking to the same lineups over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. Of like- it seems like
0: people more excited to look at new comics now. Yeah. They're like everywhere. Like it's just, it's overwhelming. Like I wouldn't even like, I don't even like naming names because it's just too many. And I know <laughs> that I know that in like a couple hours, I'm just be like, I forgot this person. I forgot that person. I forgot this or- person. So I'm just oh. like,
1: right 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 i get that
0: yeah or this show or
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean they, they i i just from my experience again like just a couple months well it was a couple months maybe just like a few weeks of trying to like actually cover new york in earnest yeah i could see how there's just like a plethora of of it's
0: overwhelming it's too much (laughs) i (laughs) I alone have too many shows i'm like all
1: right well i want to hear about that you run down what your shows are you got poppycock right
0: yeah that's a, a new show i'm doing at the slipper room um, with Matt Richards on mm-hmm. Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Um, we have live music. Matt um, is unpredictable. Uh, mm-hmm. he's a, he has a lot of talent, so you never know what you're gonna get with him. Last oh, week, cool. He, he showed up in a bathrobe um, and uh-huh. did magic and uh, read people's minds. Oh, cool. So I, he does hypnotism and things like that. So you never really know what he's gonna do. So, right. Yeah. So, and also he's just hilarious um we also have a live band and uh they play live music afterwards after the show and sometimes they do like jam sessions where musicians will just come and join in and then it'll go on for
1: like you know an all-night thing if
0: if 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 it leads to it you know
1: if there's people there it's a house band or like you get a different band every week
0: um generally I have a house band I have two bands that I kind of alternate Uh uh-huh Uh, generally it's one band but if they you know musicians get busy so I can like you know cycle some people in and out plus she uh, the house band leader um, their name is Petty Tendergrass but um, Mm -hmm. she runs these jam sessions so like at any point in time she can just replace you know people
1: right I get that. so it's
0: just kind of like a fluid band it's not necessarily like these are our house band it's more of right. like nice it's fun it's a it's a it gives a it's a very loose show it's you know mm. just like a a general good time kind of party vibe what
1: well, so um, are, the, are the other shows you got
0: then I have the shows, I do all the shows at Soho House, uh, Ludlow House, Dumbo House, all of those members, club shows. Right. Um, and then I might, I have two shows coming up in September. Um, one is still to be named, um, but it's going to be at, I think it's called The Revolution Bar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, with Carrie Codet. Oh, cool. And then and that should be on Wednesday nights uh, mm-hmm. starting in September. And then I'm doing another show with uh, Simeon Goodson um, at The Gutter. Oh,
1: cool. In, of- where see what, um,
0: uh, where uh, they do. Uh, you should know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they want us to do a Friday night there. So Simeon also DJs. So he just wants to, you know, have a night where he can do some stand up. I can book some more comics, because I have more people submitting a bill than I have shows for right now. <laughs> and then... I was just about <laughs> to ask.
1: Yeah, because you mentioned at top, you're like, everybody wants to do a weekly show. It's like, is your inbox full of, like, Pakala? Like...
0: Every day I get someone to ask me to help them with a weekly show, which is insane. A weekly <laughs> is a lot. Just Oh, it like... is
1: so much.
0: And I'm about to potentially have three, which is not... <laughs> uh, not anything a sane person should do
1: no um
0: but, but for some,
1: i i for some it.
0: reason it, i don't know what it is but there's like a weird rationale that it's like once it gets to too much then it's gonna be easier
1: uh-huh. does that
0: does that make sense yeah. because like with one weekly you're like thinking about that one weekly show right with with three you have like okay an avail system where everybody submits and they it becomes more of like a puzzle to solve sure like I feel like it's not gonna be like um I don't know does that does
1: it that make, make sense I'm not sure it, it does for,
0: for me it feels like I'm gonna have some weird like matrix mo- moment where everything just kind of like you know like is in front of me like I can see <laughs> it and it's um, like a big puzzle and I'm just gonna take a bunch of names and just scramble them up and Right, right. Hope right. for the best. Yeah, but you know the comics individually that are hosting the shows help a lot. So,
1: right, it was good. They
0: usually put their own spin on it. So,
1: there's that. I think if you, I, I feel what you're saying for sure. I feel like when you're running that much big, when you taking taking on that many big commitments, you just get more decisive because you have to be
0: yeah then you just start just making decisions instead of like over fixating on one week's lineup you're just like I've got enough shows they're all going to be great let's just mix it up
1: yeah and so yeah you you stare at the puzzle and it's just instead of just like you know maybe I'll work on this corner of it and yeah you just put stuff there all all over yeah yeah so that's
0: what I'm hoping happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Instead of you just like running around, just like ah.
0: or or I just quit doing shows all together and cry in a corner <laughs> and leave. I I leave New York and I just you know go off into an island and paint all day.
1: Um. That that sounds nice. Well, that's yeah, the other cross. thing that that's the other thing you do, right, Macaulay? That's
0: my backup life. <laughs>
1: backup life. Well, yeah. your backup life is uh, art and painting. Yeah, yeah. That, uh that is very cool. I just like the the my the voice of my parents came in my head of like, well, you, so your backup plan to comedy is art.
0: <laughs> you know what's so funny is that I think my mom would love me to be an artist more than what I'm doing now. <laughs> She'd just rather me, like, paint and draw all day than, Mm. you know, she doesn't understand this whole thing. Uh Uh-huh. She's just like, okay, whatever. Like, she makes it work. She doesn't ask for money. We're all good. But, like, she's always just, like, trying to encourage me to, like, do more art stuff. And she'll, like, help me put money into, like, anything that I want to do with art, she'll send me money for. But... (laughs) She'll be like, you should buy that thing. And I was like, oh, it's too expensive. She's like, you should buy it. And then she'll like, I'll give you some money for it. Like (laughs) she always invests in like Mm -hmm. that part of my future. But
1: right now, wait, did what what came first? Art or comedy? Art.
0: Art. 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 Comedy stuff is just by accident. This is just because. I'm good at organizing and comedians are good at taking advantage of that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, because they 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 did not get where they got by being like organized and proactive and
0: some, some, are some, some, most, most are not the most greatest are not. Are not.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean there, I mean like I'll, I'll never forget this. I, I won't say who it was, but there, there was like a comedian who like is just like an LA staple who told me once like, yeah, I actually like just go check the comedy bureau to see if I'm on a show. Like he just goes through the lineups that I have. listen like am I on a show?
0: <laughs> yeah, so many comics are like, I just wait until I'm tagged in the show on the on Instagram wow so it's it's like for me it's like I mean I've got everything so automated it's like copy paste like everybody gets the same message with the actual google maps link and the Mm
1: -hmm. exact
0: time and so there's no variation or
1: mistakes or miscommunications right like if there's anything that messes up it's like well you just didn't read the email did you yeah
0: but also I don't get held up on you know if someone misses a show or if they're late or whatever like it's not Mm -hmm. like if you do it multiple times and it's disrespectful you don't communicate that's one thing but for the most part like if you cancel on me or you just like "Ah, i forgot i'm sorry like it's not i don't know i'm not gonna like hold grudges at the end of the day it's just
1: jokes (laughs) right
0: right right i don't take it like that seriously
1: yeah i mean if there's do you feel differently if there's like a lot of money on the line
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's like a TV thing or like something that is like, you know, you're spending money on a crew or if you're wasting people's time, then yeah. But if it's just like a comic late for a spot, there's always yeah. another comic in the room that can jump on. Oh yeah, like, I just don't. I, there's definitely things I try not to stress about. A host would be a bad one. Like if your host is not there.
1: Yeah. Then that's
0: one that stresses you out. Oh, but even sure. that I've figured out before, but. Mm,
1: right. No, I, I feel you on that. I, the, one of the last shows I did before lockdown, like as under the banner of the Bureau, I just, I asked for help, just like for someone to promote and stage manage on the day of. That's all I wanted them to do. And they couldn't really even do that. And, and they ended up bailing on me day of and turned off their phone. (laughs) So like, okay, whatever. And I ended up having to, I didn't, thankfully I had a host but I was doing a spot in addition to checking people like running the lights, making sure people were seated and (laughs) they were taken care of. And like, oh yeah, a few people had sound cues and I had to get that with to the tech. Like, and it's like, I didn't want to do any of this. Yeah i wanted to worry about my set and that's it but whatever
0: well you can't be a producer and right you can't produce your i mean that's where i come in usually it's like i right. i take that off of the comedian's hands and then they can just worry about their set so
1: yeah that that's why i built a producer i'm trying to throw a anniversary a 10th and 11th year anniversary for the bureau because i didn't do one last year because i feel like 10 years on zoom is inappropriate 10 year, sure.
0: wait, oh yeah, oh, like, 10 year anniversary. That, just don't do it.
1: <laughs> no, and I, I didn't, <laughs> so yeah, that can wait. Um, yeah, and I'm definitely not gonna do it on my own. I don't wanna do it on my own. Um, the, I, I, I was gonna ask what it was the accident that led you from art to comedy?
0: Um, I was in school for architecture Um, and I got, (laughs) my boyfriend at the time took me to his friend's open mic.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And his friend, uh, was performing on my boyfriend was a chef, uh, and his, his friend was a chef or whatever, but that was doing comedy. So he took me to an open mic at the Miami improv. Mm -hmm. And while I was at the Miami improv, I was like, Oh, it'd be fun to work here. Like Mm -hmm. I wonder, I needed an extra job. I needed a job for extra money while I was in school. And I just wanted a part-time job. And so I asked the server if they were hiring and they hired me on the spot.
1: Wow.
0: And then I started hanging out. Like I would just, you know, I love stand up. I would put reserves in like my section when like, like when Louis C.K. did a random Wednesday show, like I put reserves in my entire section, then I put comics there so that I would get cut so I could just watch. Mm -hmm. You know, and I would come in on my days off just to watch comedy. And I would always volunteer to, like, take on the green room because I wanted to hang out with the comics. And, um, you know, after a while, like, you know, people started feeling I got used to being around them. So Mm -hmm. just like people just started being like. Like friendly towards me, and then I Mm -hmm. ended up breaking up with that boyfriend. He still to this day blames taking me to the improv for our five-year relationship ending
1: really wow wow he's still
0: drunk drunk dials me every once in a while and he's just like that's where you discovered fun and you left me and I was just like yeah you should have maybe taken me out a little bit more
1: (laughs) yeah also listen to the sentence you just said
0: yeah
1: (laughs) that means you're not fun
0: (laughs) yeah he wasn't fun um and then yeah I followed a boyfriend to LA I ended up only knowing comics from the Miami Improv, and so I would go to the uh, to the Improv in uh, LA a lot and hang out, and then started working with Comedy Juice, which led to working with agencies and festivals, and oh, and I volunteer for the South Beach Comedy Festival every year too. Right. I just liked being around shows, and I liked watching them, so I just tried to figure out any way I could, you know, be around it. I and think. then when i realized that there was an industry side i was like oh i don't have to get on stage because i never wanted to get on stage right like i've never thought i was like funny so that i won like you uh-huh. know I, I get one here and there every once in a while which is it's really great when you can make a comic laugh the right. But they mm-hmm. but for the most part i i'm not funny so <laughs>
1: <laughs> i bet you have a lot of great stories Mikala.
0: I bet I got a good five minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet you could. After being around comedy enough, you know?
0: I know the formula well enough. Yeah.
1: Um, you know Paige Horowitz? Paige Horowitz? Horowitz.
0: Horowitz. No, I don't think so.
1: She, I think she's like involved in Last Comic Standing sometimes, but she definitely like produces a lot of like, like comedy or the like stand up for like TV and stuff. And, uh, like she doesn't do stand up often, but when it, when she does, it's pretty fun.
0: <laughs> I mean, because well,
1: she that's how she started, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess that you still always have it in you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just never wanted to be I the thought of anybody just looking in my direction at all all of, at the same time, just I right. I, I panic and die. <laughs> like that's not yeah. I, I would have
1: a panic attack and I wouldn't be able to speak. Right. Yeah, I I mean I 15 years ago I wanted nothing to do with comedy or like performing or anything like that uh which is wild to think um now but I even where I stand like I don't take performing lightly like I love doing it and that's why I keep doing it but I definitely like try to like <laughs> take it seriously and not have it just like a, as a thing where I'm like wasting people's time mm-hmm. or, and I never really want to like throw my weight around to like get spots i think unfairly cuz like yeah. people people will give me spots cuz i have like cachet yeah I, I mean
0: i I don't, I don't i don't i wonder if they would give me a spot <laughs> 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 or would they laugh in my face <laughs> I feel like, I feel like
1: for like if you tried it for like one time like for a round of shows they would do it like what is she even gonna do oh I'd
0: sell out that show probably yeah. if, if I announced it everybody mm-hmm. would like come to see, to watch me bomb to watch <laughs> call bomb. they would literally like mm-hmm. live for that
1: They're just waiting to see that.
0: I crumble. I can't even do like Instagram lives. Like if anybody's recording, like I just start stuttering and like I I get dumb. Like I don't know how I'm doing this right now. I guess because it looks, it feels like it's just me and you. But Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean it is. There's no one else here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. Like my Michael would always try to like catch me on Instagram and like, and I'd just freeze and I wouldn't say anything. He's like, you just suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with my arms.
1: <laughs> I, 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 that that could be funny. <laughs> you just <laughs> worried about the movement of your arms
0: i mean that's like i i started thinking about every single thing i'm like stop get the camera off of me.
1: right does comedy ever come into your art at all or is that just totally separate
0: it hasn't yet mm-hmm. um i've thought about it but no it hasn't yet um it's kind of it's two separate parts of me i think sure and i guess it's like it's dealing with my issues in different ways i don't know I, I do keep them pretty separate. Um, I can't even like, I, I have a hard time drawing and doing any artwork while I'm running shows. Or if I have a show that night, like I can't paint or do anything that day
1: mm-hmm. because
0: I'm thinking about the show.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's like, it's, it's something I have to do when I, when I'm giving myself permission to not think about shows and like right. things I have coming up.
1: Right. Yeah, I feel that. I, I love writing all sorts of things, but I don't give myself nearly enough time to just do any of that. And like, I don't try to be, uh, like make a lot of it funny. Like that's You're supposed
0: to do it in the morning. Yeah, I mean, have well, you tried to do that?
1: Morning pages. No, there's <laughs> there's so much to stay on top of and organ. Like, I basically am working from like the minute I get up, and then
0: yeah like I wake well every morning I wake up at the I watch the sunrise it's my mm-hmm. my bedroom faces the sunrise and I kind of leave my windows open to be able to see it because it's really beautiful mm-hmm. and so I'll watch that and so technically you're supposed to wake up then and do some like you know mm-hmm. writing like free writing to like right. get yourself like mentally prepared for like You know, and then Mm -hmm. I I go back to sleep. But now, (laughs) now I don't even write anymore. Now I just look at the sunset and then I go back to sleep. But I tried to get into a habit of doing it, and it just it's too. I don't know. I have a hard time. I mean, I do have a supposedly that's when your brain works the best,
1: right? To be able to write. I do have a morning routine. I I'll actually take that so I don't start working immediately. But it doesn't involve writing. I mean, there's like I have. Uh, like my first sips of my cup of first cup of coffee on like balcony looking out into this courtyard and i do buddhist chanting even though i'm not a buddhist i would never say that i am i just like find it calming
0: you're allowed to enjoy things I don't yeah
1: know. yeah Absolutely. And, uh, and then, you know, maybe start a bit of working out and then I get into my day, but yeah, I need to just like for the last probably three weeks, I, every day I, I'm like, all right, today, I'm just going to like finish this poem that I was like trying to write. And I know it hasn't happened. I haven't even touched it.
0: Yeah. Maybe you just don't really want to write that poem, but
1: I do, but I get what you're saying, but I do.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it's hardest to do. I'm trying to listen. I try to listen to as many podcasts about productivity and like, you know, getting your mindset and like Mm. positive mindset and all that. And it says, like, sometimes it's really hard to do those things because you're too scared to fail at them, but mm-hmm. a way to warm up to them is to do a bunch of little things and then do that thing, you know, like do two things that really aren't that hard just sure. to get yourself in the mood of doing things. And once you check those two things, your self esteem is going to go up and you'll feel right. like that third thing you're going to do, you'll be able to complete,
1: right? 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 You know what
0: I'm saying? It's like Absolutely. tricking yourself into like check 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 and then oh sure you accidentally do it because you're in a rhythm
1: you're in a rhythm for sure I don't know that I'm necessarily scared to do it to do it It just I think I just or whatever
0: it is that's like stopping you it's just like
1: Mm -hmm. I I I mean I just work myself ragged you know I usually work until I cannot stay awake anymore (laughs) and then I go to sleep and only six
0: well times. that's not healthy
1: either i know i you're gonna I have to start being a little bit more selective uh-huh well that's something for me to figure out uh later um it's hard I'm, it's I'm very <laughs> yeah because saying no is so hard yeah um i mean you obviously you're taking on three weekly shows because you love it
0: do i i don't know am i masochist maybe
1: <laughs> yeah but it's even, it's... even the masochism of it you kind of love like in the sense that it's like it, i mean like you were saying you went to the miami Imp- improv and you're like then that just planted the seed of like i just want to be around comedy all the time yeah
0: i mean i guess i don't know i it's better than doing nothing <laughs> and if i fail it's not a big deal i mean it's just a bar show so sure no one's gonna be like, oh, I remember the day that that bar show failed that and we never saw that woman again. Right. And then I, I, like I said, my backup plan is to just paint (laughs) and make crafts.
1: It's so, (laughs) So so my
0: rock bottom (laughs) means I get to go back home to my parents' house that is on the river and just, you know, paint and draw all day.
1: Wow so (laughs) what what a charmed life
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's not that scary to try things I guess
1: well yeah when you when you got that but I mean truly I feel I feel like not with just comedy but any creative endeavor is I mean then the fear of it is never going to go away but you just have to kind of get better at grappling with it
0: oh I panic every day this is just me in a good moment <laughs> <laughs> i'm really good at inspiring others but, but I, you know when this camera goes off i'll be panicking again about like
1: what am i doing with
0: my life and where am i going and, yeah
1: no, i'm the same but, but I, yeah but really I, what is there to lose i i what gave me perspective really like because two years I moved out of, uh, ago i moved out of my parents house because i needed to and i like I had like emergency money that I, I used to do it, but I was like, you know, when I moved out, I thought how I can keep this up for a few months, but I don't, I don't know what's going to happen and how I can keep this going. And then two years later, one of those years, which is absolutely the worst year of my life. I'm still here. Yeah. So it's like, I take solace in that and that like, no, I figured it out. Yeah.
0: You figure it out because you're surviving. Right.
1: yeah so 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 sometimes we
0: just gotta give ourselves a little prop for that it's mm like all right i've got money for food um i paid my rent i did i did enough (laughs) yeah yeah
1: absolutely absolutely and you're running all these shows so there's that yeah
0: i mean there's people that just work in like at walmart or Mm -hmm. at home depot every day and they have the same day every day and then they go home Mm-hmm. and then they watch the same tv shows and they eat the same dinner every week and
1: they're content that that could not each throw TV that that throw. would
0: drive me insane that Excellent. would be my my mm-hmm. nightmare
1: oh yeah no i lived in so many small towns growing up that that was like i saw so much of that and I'm like i know i don't want that
0: yeah all they need to do is pay their rent and they're fine we're shooting for a lot more so
1: let's
0: yeah let's give ourselves credit
1: Absolutely. Um, Well, it's been so lovely getting to talk to you and getting to learn more about New York comedy, uh, which I feel like you gave a great sales pitch for it. It seems so exciting. (laughs)
0: Everybody move to New York. Everybody start doing comedy. Don't ask me for spots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that would be a great t-shirt if you just put that on a (laughs) t-shirt.
0: Don't ask me for spots.
1: Yeah, no, everybody move here. Everyone start comedy. Don't ask me for spots. (laughs)
0: Don't ask me for anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Where can people uh, find you online? Is there anything else you'd like to promote?
0: Um, You can find me on Instagram. And honestly, that's pretty much it. My Facebook got hacked and someone deleted it. And it's a nightmare. Um, So Makala L-K, M-I-K-A-L-A-L-K. Um, and And yeah, you'll see all my shows there. You'll see my website there. You'll see everything there. You'll see my artwork there, my nudies. Mm. Um, Mm. you could find me on TikTok if you want to see more artwork, but they keep deleting that. So because it's, (laughs) it's nude. (laughs) Yeah. Because the artwork is nude. Um, so
1: Mm. that sucks. Sorry about that.
0: Yeah, I had 110,000 followers, and it's gone now.
1: so Oh, damn! That
0: yeah, yeah. My war with TikTok.
1: They they they're gonna have to. Well, I don't know how they could change. They could do whatever they want, but it's it's weird. Every every I mean, Twitch has the same policy too, right? If they see any yeah. people yeah, you can't do. Yeah.
0: I couldn't even, I had to do a live drawing on a Twitch show and I couldn't draw on it. Well, they wouldn't let me.
1: So So what'd you do instead?
0: I made it look like her shirt was about to come off, but the shirt kind of, Uh you know, went over that part.
1: Right. Uh, Not to make this outro go any longer, but what draws you to drawings or painting stuff new?
0: I don't know. That's got, that's more... That's another
1: episode. <laughs> um. cool. Cool, cool, cool. We'll just stick with you like it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the human body is beautiful.
1: It is. It is. Um, I should probably tell myself that more. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you can uh, uh, you can find the Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com at the Comedy Bureau across socials. Uh, I'm Jake Kroger. I created the Comedy Bureau. You can find- Oh, and come
0: to my shows.
1: Yeah. I was, I mean- <laughs> Come, come to Poppycock uh, every Tuesday at the Slipper Room at 8 p.m. and you're...
0: Uh, the rest on I'll, I'll announce on Instagram. Still working out details.
1: Oh yeah, because they haven't started yet. No. All right. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at not the supermarket and on Twitter at mfj_kroger. There are a lot of great causes to support this time. I ask if you support those. Uh, with uh, but if you have generosity and money left over, please support the comedy bureau. It's still pretty much just me after almost 11 years. Um, do you have anything to say as we sign off here?
0: No, everybody go support live comedy. I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's what I tell everybody uh, to do because comedy is indeed still happening, and uh, it's great. And you should go support it. And as the great so Brody, Se- yeah, as the great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. Ah, Brody. Brody. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger, music by Brian Guineo, artwork by Andrew Delman and KT, and part of the Believe Podcast family.